When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. He's got to make plays, and the linebacker group has got to play better. This was not a comfortable game by any stretch of the imagination. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. It is quarterback Justin Fields. I think this is kind of an interesting spot for him to be drafted. There has never been a situation quite like this before. At midcourt, inside it, at the buzzer, got it! Selection Sunday is finally here. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy, but I don't think he can be the guy. It's obvious that he's got this opportunity. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, hi again, everybody. Brendan Gulick and Andrew Lind with you on Buckeye Breakdown. Looking forward to telling you about what we learned from the 2022 spring game at Ohio Stadium. Spring practice officially over at this point. Hard to believe it, we're three months removed from the 2021 season and now looking forward to 2022. Got a chance to see what the guys have been up to as they install a new defense. Jim Knowles and uh, Perry Eliano and Tim Walton had their first opportunity to showcase uh, on a basic level what the 2022 defense might look like to more than 60,000 fans in attendance. And of course, on the uh, offensive side, you still have the same firepower you've really come to know and love from C.J. Stroud and uh, Travion Henderson. Got a chance to see a great performance from Evan Pryor today. Uh, Saw the young receiver core look really good with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka. Um, Saw some great play from, from all across the quarterback room as Kyle McCord and Devin Brown both performed well. Uh, as well. Just a, a fun day in general, but why don't we start on the on the defensive side of the ball where some of the younger guys really took center stage. Kai Stokes, holy smokes, did he play well. Jordan Hancock had a great day. Jack Sawyer, JT Tuimoloau. Um, I thought Denzel Burke had a really nice uh, pass breakup in the end zone. It's nice to watch, again, a glorified scrimmage, but it's nice to watch uh, a, a spring game where the defense is making some plays that opened your eyes because yeah. last year that was the problem. Yeah, and it's really cool to see Kai Stokes come in and, and make an immediate impact. You obviously know with him losing his black stripe that you know he's impressing the coaches and stuff. But even if you go back to his recruitment, you know Ohio State offered him, and then he committed five days later. You know he got a, a slew of offers after that, and you know Alabama, Georgia, all those schools threw their hats in the ring, and it really didn't matter because they all saw you know they all saw what he had he brings to the table, and you know he was out there proving it today. How about on the offensive side? You know, anytime C.J. Stroud goes out and, and competes, given what he did last year, he's going to open eyes. Um, and and I don't want to I want to go down the story or uh, go down the road that it's the same story year after year. But Ohio State has gotten such high level quarterback play these last few years to see him go out there and and play with confidence and look in control and uh, to see an offense that you know frankly was clicking for a little while there early on. Uh, when some of the the regulars were getting consistent minutes, I just thought it was it was kind of fun to see the fact that look, we're three months removed from the Rose Bowl, and I know we're five months to September third, 
But this offense has a chance, I think, to be, again, one of the elite offenses in college football. Really, and if you think about it, this, I believe, is the first time that Ryan Day is coming back since he's been the head coach uh, with a second-year quarterback to a spring game. So, I mean, I know that, that Justin Fields' second year obviously had got canceled because uh, of the pandemic. But, you know, you kind of see, like you had mentioned, that just uh, Stroud's comfortability within the offense and just how he carries himself. And if, if you look back to last year, obviously, you know, they were trying to figure out who was going to be the starter. You know, that was really a, a situation where he kind of took that next step and he thought, you know, maybe it was him or Kyle McCord. And then, you know, that got into the fall. But for him to sit here and come in today and just look really comfortable is a good sign. And, you know, it just really talks about, you know, the, the progression that he's made over the last year and where he is going to continue to go. Spring games give us a chance to see some depth. And so while we've talked about CJ ad nauseum for good reason, uh, I, I liked what I saw from Kyle and from Devin Brown today. Mm -hmm. um, Devin Brown, I thought, showed a, a, a really impressive bit of arm strength when he needed it. But I think I was more impressed with his ability to take things off of throws mm -hmm. when it was required to just touch it into not quite as tight a window. Yeah. Um, for being a young guy, he's got a pretty good feel. And I kind of like uh, the, the mobility that he brings to the game as well. I mean, he seems a little bit more, you know, apt to tuck the ball. And I think, you know, maybe maybe part of that might be just he's so young and he doesn't necessarily know to go through the pro pro uh, progressions like a, a veteran established quarterback would or even even Kyle McCord in his second year just being more comfortable with the offense. And But it was kind of like that little dynamic that you might, make, you know, maybe think that once it's his time to – battle Kyle McCord for the starting job that 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 might be something that might give him an edge in that in that aspect it'll be really interesting to see what happens a year from now for sure and again knock on wood you, you never hope for anybody to get uh injured uh and so you, you hope that this is not a um you know a, a, a issue for the Buckeyes this year you've got your established guy in CJ who was a Heisman finalist uh and I mean gosh after he basically took the Akron game off to get his shoulder healthy um he, I, I thought he was the best player in college football from that point on. He didn't win the Heisman Trophy, but uh, perhaps you know the, the first couple of the games of the year where he was still getting his feet underneath him maybe prevented that from happening. Uh, but it was obvious Ohio State had the guy they wanted to roll with, and that worked out pretty darn well for the Buckeyes. Uh, they obviously finished on a high note. So the, the expectations continue to be there. If you watch the spring game, uh, Trevion Henderson only got a few touches early on, and they basically said, okay, you're, you're done for the day. There's no reason for him to, to keep going. Depth at running back is one of the key, you know, components to this year's team. What do they have and what do they need to develop? Mayan Williams ran well, and frankly, Evan Pryor was a star today. Yeah, and I mean, Mayan Williams, like you said, he really impressed me today. Just, you know, he's kind of, I mean, the, the bowling ball nickname is appropriate because he just he keeps churning and keeps going and, and is going to make a very big impact on this offense this year. Then Evan Pryor, obviously, both in the passing game and in the running game, you know, was a was a, a player who they're going to be able to count on this year. Ryan Day said it in his postgame press conference that, you know, they're going to make sure that he is in a position to make an impact. And, you know, I think it's one of those things he, he sat last year, kind of learned. And he's kind of come into this spring with a chip on his shoulder. He mentioned, you know, he's not just someone who's going to tuck his tail and run and go find a position that he's going to, you know, be able to start right away or anything like that. He's going to earn it. And I think that we're starting to see him do that, you know, today. How about on the offensive line? I mean, Ryan Day made it pretty clear this week that there were probably two areas that he needed to see, you know, more depth from. Um, he, he said he felt like they've got six or seven offensive linemen right now. They need to have more like eight or nine going into the season. They like the guys they have that they think they're going to be the starting five, but you don't have only five guys playing offensive line all year. 
Uh, we've certainly seen how that can be, you know, a bit of a kryptonite at times the last couple of years. And I'm even thinking back to when Harry Miller was forced to play center two years ago at Michigan State and how, how troublesome that was. So you've got to have some depth. Um, and then look, in, in the secondary, I think they like the pieces they have but didn't really know how those all fit together. They've still got five months to figure it out. But in particular, a lot of those defensive backs today were among, in my opinion, the best players on the field. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned Harry Miller today. He was obviously out there uh, with his teammates after, you know, uh, an offseason that was very difficult or even, you know, the last year really for him. And it was nice. I briefly spoke with him and he had a smile on his face. So I just kind of wanted to point that out and let everybody know that, you know, from what I saw, he he seems to be doing good. good. Um, but beyond that, you know, it, it was really able – you were able to tell that, you know, in the second half with just the lack of depth that they had along the offensive line because really the defensive ends and even the defensive tackles were kind of pinning their ears back and saying, hey, you know, we're going to be able to beat these guys because they don't have the experience or just, you know, the just the overall depth of that position. And I think it's very important that – I mean, they had – you know, 16 guys out today, and a number of them are offensive linemen. They're going to be getting offensive linemen, you know, the the signees that are going to be coming in over the summer. So, you know, there is, there are the bodies there. It's just a matter of, you know, they're only going to have a month before the season starts to really get in, you know, really get into that that position. Well, and the reality is they're playing such a, you know, a, a big name opponent, but such an important game, literally week one. There is no ramp up. I mean, even last year, at least they didn't play Oregon week one. Right. I mean, you, yeah. you know, you're playing uh, your biggest non-conference game of the year, which can, you know, at the end of things, really help push you over the threshold or potentially hold you back from the college football playoff. Um, Ohio State was in position last year that, you know, they had to win out in order to get to the playoff. And obviously that didn't happen. Um, had they beaten Oregon and still lost to Michigan and not made the conference championship game, perhaps they could have still been in the college football playoff still might've been a long shot, but it would have been a better argument than if they had uh, you know, lost early in the year, the way they did. Uh, Notre Dame is a program that is, you know, obviously going through a coaching change, but they've got a lot of the same culture because they've got Marcus Freeman still on staff. Uh, I think Notre Dame had a great recruiting season and, you know, Ohio state fans certainly know some of the guys that are now coaching there with, uh, with Al Washington, you know, heading over and with James Laronitis now being on, on their staff, the toughness that that staff is going to bring, that defensive mindset that Marcus Freeman is going to bring. I, I mean, Ohio State has to be ready to rock week mm -hmm. one. Uh, and for as important as these last few months were, installing a new defense and trying to keep this momentum going offensively, the next five months, I, I think, is it has to just be a continuation of where they were these last three. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really get to see that that defense today. Obviously, they kept it very basic. And I think just there's been so much focus on the fundamentals because doing things the right way are going to lead you to kind of, you know, not thinking about it as much. And then, you know, it, it then translates onto the field. And I think you made a great point about just kind of the toughness that, that Notre Dame is going to bring. This isn't a team that, you know, is going to be easily walked over or anything. I mean, Notre Dame made the playoffs two years ago. So it's not like it's just a, a, a name only kind of team. I mean, they're, they're going to get Notre Dame's best. And, um, you know, I think it's just a matter of, like I said, focusing on the fundamentals for the next couple months once you get on to, you know, because they did, they did install the defense. It's not as if they just kind of, haven't gotten to that point yet. So it's just a matter of, you know, over the summer looking at it, saying this is how we continue to improve upon it and then come, you know, fall camp, let's hit the ground and go. 
What'd you make of the decision today to uh, tackle to the ground most of uh, most of this game? Yeah, I mean, I I like it from a standpoint of it. I mean, that's real football. It's you know you're not worried about just two hand tapping. And I mean, obviously, you know, plays are able to develop a little bit more. You're able to see exactly what that that toughness is. Because instead of just somebody coming in and wrapping up Mayan Williams, he's going to run that person over. And he's he's kind of, you know, laying that foundation to say, hey, let's carry this into, into the rest of the season and 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 through, or, well, through the summer, into the fall camp, into the season and so forth. So, you know, I'm all for it. That That's one thing that, you know, Ryan Day even admits, you know, it, it, they did lack physicality in, in their losses last year. It wasn't a thing that plagued them all the time, but I think that if you just instill it into their minds, you know, very early on and say, hey, this is how we're going to do things, it just, you know, you build it from there. Yeah, I think he um, he was trying not to call too much attention to that, and I think he did it in kind of an artful way and saying there were some moments last year we were really physical and things were really good, uh, and then there were some moments where it was lacking, and it was it was lacking most prominently in those two losses. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's going to be things that are obviously only said behind closed doors, but I, I have to imagine that it was a a um, the idea of putting that physicality and that toughness at the top of the priority list. Uh, to me, that you know, he didn't want to use the word symbolic, but that's to me that's kind of what that was. Yeah. Um, Tommy Zagorski not joining us today. I know you, you know many of you know Coach from, from a lot of our uh, conversations throughout the year last year. And he made a comment to me earlier that really stood out. He said, you know, I've been a part of a lot of staffs that when a new defensive coordinator comes in and you're the head coach who just brought him on, a lot of times that, that question for you is, what do you need? What does this group need for you to accomplish what you and I agreed upon trying to accomplish? And, and Z laughed and he goes, I don't know a defensive coach in America that would say, no, nah, we don't need to tackle today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so there's probably, you know, there, there's probably simply some of that that went in as well. Um, I'm sure these last few months have been kind of a whirlwind for the mm-hmm. for the staff with all the recruiting that goes on this time of year. Uh, and install is obviously top of the top of mind. But um, I thought it I thought it showed today so far that. It's off to a good start. Yeah, and Dade, Dade kind of talked about that on Thursday during his press conference, and he said that that Knowles was on board for it, and I was like, well, well of course he is. I think is. he's like, leading the charge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's just very difficult for them to hear and, and or maybe read or whatever the, the headlines that they've seen. After, after that loss to Michigan, you know, Josh Gaddis, who's now at, at Miami, so they don't really have a chance to kind of get back at him for this. But, you know, he was out there leading the charge saying, hey, they weren't as physical as we were and that's just something that's going to continue and, and i mean that doesn't sit right here so you know as as much as they don't want to talk about it that's obviously going to be at their their the top of the priority chart and you know they're they're going to be the most physical team come you know november 26 because that's just what they're you know building toward at this point that's the dna for sure um we're heading into a time of the year now where the team is going to be doing a lot more individual work over the summer where is your attention as you look at this team where is your attention uh, in terms of growth that you need to continue to see based on where we ended last year and what you saw today? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it really goes back to the secondary just because of the the struggles that they've had over the last two years. And I know Kerry Combs was that that was kind of his forte was was the defensive backs. And it just didn't work out that way. I mean, if you just look at how Ohio State was the last two years, the statistically the two worst defenses 
in Ohio State history. So, you know, you're coming off of that. And even if even if they're a middle-of-the-pack defense this year, it's still an improvement over last year. I mean, that's not what you're paying Jim Knowles millions of dollars to do. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, you put a, a top 30 defense out on that field along with this offense, which is arguably, if not the best offense in college football, then you're going to win a national championship with that. I got my favorite text in overreaction April. I got a text in the first quarter of the game today that said something to the effect of, boy, I'd hate to be a defensive coordinator that's trying to, you know, game plan for these guys. I don't know how in the world this team is going to lose a game this year. <laughs> I just started laughing and thinking to myself, you know, it's it's nice to have the, the kind of depth uh, that Ohio State has offensively and what they've shown at skill positions the last couple of years because there are going to be some games that you're going to win simply because you're more talented than the other team. Um, and that's not a knock against any of the Big Ten teams because I think the floor of the Big Ten has has risen the last, certainly the last few years. Look at somebody like Rutgers. They went from being atrocious to pretty darn competitive. Um, but the reality is that Ohio State's been able to reload and they have some of the, the premier skill position players in the country that kind of showcases itself um, you know, certainly the last few years at quarterback, at running back, at receiver. I think in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see Chris Olave and, and Garrett Wilson drafted, if not in the first round, pretty high in the second round, too. Um, you know, this team's going to win games. And they're going to they're going to build confidence early in the year. So it is fun to to see messages like that from mm -hmm. fans who automatically start thinking, God, I can't wait for September mm -hmm. 3rd. Yeah, I mean, and. and like you kind of hinted at, there's there's four games on the schedule that are all home games that are all going to be very physical. You got Notre Dame, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan. And really, like if you look at it from a Big Ten standpoint, those are probably three of th the top three most physical teams outside of you know if you take Ohio State out of the equation in the Big Ten, just based upon their playing style. You know they're going to try to run down Ohio State's throat. And it, I think if you know you really have to establish that physicality right now and and just continue to build upon it. Any big plans for the summertime? Yeah, I'm gonna go to <laughs> Yosemite. So sweet, I'm pretty, pretty excited for that one. Gotta gotta find a way to unplug a little bit, get out to the national parks, yeah. and have yep. some fun. Go live in a van down by the river, <laughs> or uh, out in the middle of nowhere. That yeah. sounds uh, that sounds. What good. about you? Uh, yeah, we'll have some fun. Uh, I'm certainly gonna play some golf. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I find myself on a golf course once in a while. Uh, although, but how do you do? Uh, I'm well enough <laughs> to have fun. Not well enough to have any aspirations to play beyond just go out and have a good time. My my clubs always end up in the water. That's not. <laughs> I, not I don't do that. Thing. We're good on that front. We're good on that front. So now I'll be uh, watching lots of baseball this summer and uh, gearing up for what we hope is going to be a, a fun fall here in Columbus. Looking forward to that. Very we'll be much. here before we know it. That's for sure. It's crazy how fast that always happens. Um, you know, you think about. I mean, geez, today is what April sixteenth. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a hundred days removed from Pasadena. And that feels like an awfully long time ago. 100 days right, is a long yesterday. time, but it really isn't that long ago. Yeah, that's um, crazy. 
you know, and and I'm pretty sure on Big Ten Network earlier today, before they went to the spring game, they were showing basically the the highlights and the rerun of of this year's Rose Bowl. Um, you know, the, this team I think is going to have, uh, in some ways, a very similar flavor in 22 than they did in 21. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing the the nuances and the differences because uh, no team is exactly the same. Uh, and the reality is, even on the offense that set all these records again last year, you know, they're going to have five new starters. Jeremy Ruckert's gone. You got Petit Frere and Munford on the offensive line that are both, you know, not back, uh, even though you're backfilling them with guys that have played a lot. And and obviously we've mentioned again that, that Wilson and Olave are headed to the NFL as well. Um, but gosh, after what Marvin Harrison Jr. did in that Rose Bowl and um, with with the flashes of brilliance we've seen from Emeka Ibuka, Oh, by the way, Jackson Smith and Jig was coming back. Um, you know, maybe today we got a better glimpse of what this running back room could look like. Uh, I saw I saw a good play today from Cade Stover. G. Scott caught a bunch of passes and was really involved in the offense today. They made a comment they really like Joe Royer and Mitch Rossi. Um, maybe the tight end room is getting a little bit deeper than it was last year. Um, should be a lot of fun, and you know, hope C.J. Stroud plays all year and stays healthy. Uh, but if for some reason, if he can't play at times or if hopefully games are blowouts and and backups get opportunities, I thought Kyle McCord looked good today. But Devin Brown, for being a first-year guy, played with some confidence. Yep. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think the thing that really stood out to me too was just even even players that you haven't really heard of. I know Cameron Kittle, defensive back, walk-on, you know, came in and, and had an interception. And he kind of reminds me a lot of Chris Booker last year. You know, it's that name that you haven't really quite heard of, but – is somebody to pay attention to because you know he's going to have an impact on special teams this year. He had Reese Stocksdale, you know, he caught a touchdown pass today. So, you know, those are guys that they may, might not get all of the the attention, but these are the games that you're going to remember them for, and then you know that's going to carry over into the fall, and they're going to have an impact that way. I want to close with a uh, Dwayne Haskins note. Um, gosh, what a what an incredible moment in the stadium today. Uh, basically, at the end of the first half, the team sort of gathered in the middle of the field and. The team, along with 60,000 plus, looked up at, at the video board and um, watched a really nice video tribute to Dwayne. Um, his initials, you know, were down painted on the field down in the, uh, I guess that's the southeast corner of the field. Um, you know, you, you get the impression that there's still some pretty heavy hearts uh, and for good reason because Dwayne meant so much to this, to this program. Um, man, I've watched Ohio State football for a long time and I, I don't know if I've ever really seen a moment that was as emotional as that one. Yeah, I, it, it was just it was a, a difficult moment. I know that the last week has just been very difficult for anybody who knew Dwayne. Um, you know, I, I I know him briefly, but I don't know him on the same you know the same level as many of these people who you know we cover. And, um, and I just know that they obviously played today with very heavy hearts. And um, you know, you you mentioned just kind of the impact he made. You know, I, I grew up watching Troy Smith. You know, and and Terrell Pryor and Braxton Miller and those guys and then JT Barrett comes along and he might be you know maybe the most accomplished quarterback in Ohio State history but but I don't, I don't think that anybody has ever made really the same impact as Dwayne did just because of you know we see CJ Stroud standing behind us um or well he was standing behind us up there um he's not here without Dwayne Haskins Justin Fields doesn't come to Columbus without Dwayne Haskins and what he did in 2018. And I think that, you know, it, it might not just be something that you remember that season. I mean, it, it was a tremendous season that ended with a Rose Bowl victory through 50 touchdown passes. It's only like one of like 
six players ever to do it. And I remember like watching Colt Brennan from Hawaii throw 50 touchdowns. And I just, just like, I don't believe anybody from Ohio state will ever do that. Like you literally saw Craig Krenzel throw 16 touchdown passes on the way to the national championship. And Dwayne Haskins really changed that position. And I think that it's just going to continue to, to, and it really just speaks to, to his ability and, and just how he, he changed things here. Yeah, and I, I think some of that, too, is the influence of Ryan Day offensively because ever since Ryan Day has come to Columbus, this team has averaged at least 500 yards of total offense per game every year. And I'm pretty sure they had only done that a couple of times in the entire history of Ohio State football prior to his arrival. Some of it is the way the game is changing in general. But, you know, to your point, I mean, there has never been a quarterback that was as eye-popping and dominant a player uh, and as Dwayne Haskins, he, he really did. Yeah, um, had a great arm, and and maybe it was just so much fun for Ohio State fans to see something different mm -hmm. because, God, for as as awesome as JT Barrett was and is, I don't know how many people ever watched him and thought like, no, this guy at the next level, like he's going to be the real deal. I don't, yeah. I don't know that there was a whole lot of that, but I I do think that even though his you know his time in Columbus on the field was fairly brief for Dwayne. Um, there were people that looked at his arm and looked at the way he played in, in an offensive system that was so different that made you feel, made you believe that, you know, he was going to be the next, the next great quarterback in the NFL. And I know things were, you know, a, a little frustrating for him. Um, but by all, you know, uh, all reports, he was turning the corner and, and excited about his, his opportunity in Pittsburgh to compete there. It's just an awful, awful tragedy. And um, I thought Buckeye Nation did a, a really good job of, of honoring him, both with that vigil yep. earlier last week and then uh, at the game today. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that just really is the hardest part about all of it is, is you know that he was in a, in a great position. Obviously, you know, death is just a, such, such a hard thing in the first place. But he really seemed to be in a position, you know, just personally and, and professionally where he was going to take that next step and you were like, Dwayne Haskins, NFL starter, Dwayne Haskins, guy who's, who's giving back to his community, like those kind of things. And, you know, to be 24 years old and and, and not have him with us anymore, that's obviously a, a terrible thing. But uh, Ohio State did, I, I think, did a really nice job of, uh, you know, remembering his his um, legacy and, and yeah. honoring his memory in, uh, in an appropriate way this afternoon. It was a great moment. So that'll wrap up our coverage of spring football. Uh, it's obviously been a whirlwind of a spring. Been a lot going on, and, and there still is a lot to come, uh, especially on the recruiting trail. There were uh, a number of really highly recruited guys that were on campus today, including a couple of the top cornerback uh, quarterbacks uh, anywhere in uh, high school football across the country here today. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah, I was going to say there's there's more to come on uh, on that front, both at quarterback and and other positions as well. Uh, that recruiting trail never really stops there's still plenty of news coming uh coming here uh, over the summertime but in the meantime we appreciate you making uh, buckeyes now a, a hot spot for your uh, ohio state football coverage this spring we are really really excited for a fun fall obviously um this time of year everybody's optimistic and it's cool when you think you've really got a reason to be because this team has an awfully high ceiling um boy anytime you see cj stroud take the field and throw the ball like that you feel like you got a chance to win every game, and, yeah. and uh, maybe this year they can do that. Say, just be thankful you get to watch him for about 14 more games because it's not going to be any longer than that. <laughs> I can't imagine it would be. For Andrew Lind, I'm Brendan Gulick. Again, you can follow us on social media 
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Buckeyes Now SI. We'd really appreciate if you subscribe if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we want to be able to do content like this for you after each game and certainly throughout the weeks, uh, building up to games to give you the best Ohio State coverage that we can. And uh, all the latest news and information is available over on Buckeyesnow.com. We'll see you soon. Enjoy the rest of your spring. We'll talk to you soon on Buckeyes Now.